Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brethren. Greetings to all of you, according to your own time and location where you are. Blessing to every one of you here present. Praises are unto our almighty Yahuwah and Yahusha for granting us this opportunity to gather here today to commemorate this particular Sabbath day and to render worship and glory in the holy name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. My beloved brethren, Today, we will continue our lesson concerning the messages our Lord Yahusha gave Apostle John to deliver to the seven assemblies. As we can recall, our previous study anal analyzed the letter written to the assembly of Ephesus and Smyrna. But today, we will examine King Yahusha's letter to the assembly of Pergamos. Who was the assembly of Pergamos? Pergamos was about a hundred miles north of Ephesus, with Smyrna located about halfway between. It was a city with many pagan practices, renowned for its altar to the god Zeus, and multiple temples to the emperor. As Asia's ancient capital, it was considered Asia's greatest city, not because of its position on trade routes, but because of its religious and governmental standing. So our first question for today is, what was the message of the Lord Yahusha to Pergamos. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 13, it is written, and I quote, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr who was killed among you where Satan dwells? So our first question was, what was the message of the Lord Yahusha to Pergamos? The message of the Lord Yahusha to Pergamos was that he knew their works and he also knew where they dwelt even where Satan's throne was. However, they did not deny their faith in Yahusha. So how were they able to keep their faith? They were able to keep their faith by holding fast to his name. And they did this in the days when Antipas was Yahusha's faithful martyr. Antipas was killed among them. And that's where Satan dwells. But they kept holding on to Yahusha's name. They didn't give up. So how can we hold fast to Yahusha's name? 
The answer is found in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 8 down to 13, where it is written. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. We are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth, Yahusha is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah will be saved. So our question was, how can we hold fast to Yahusha's name? We can hold fast to Yahusha's name by confessing that Yahusha is Lord. We must proclaim Yahusha and make him Lord of our life. What must we do to make Yahusha Lord of our life? To make Yahusha Lord of our life, we must proclaim and confess that Yahusha is Lord. And what else must we also do? We must also believe that Yahuwah, God, raised him from the dead. Why must we believe and confess? We must believe and confess because it is with our hearts that we believe and are justified. While with our mouths, we must admit, we must admit it through our confession. And what will happen to us when we do believe and confess? When we believe and confess, we will receive salvation. How else can we keep the faith of Yahusha? We can also keep the faith of Yahusha by keeping our trust in him. What will happen when we keep trusting Yahusha? When we keep trusting Yahusha, he will never put us to shame. And everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah will be saved. So we must never give up our faith in Yahusha. How else can we hold on to our faith in Yahusha? The answer to this question, we have to go to the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 11 down to 12. And verse 15. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who Having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it 
and bear fruit with patience. How else can we hold on to our faith in Yahusha? We can also hold on to our faith in Yahusha by receiving the word of Yahuwah God and not letting the devil take it away. Who will not have the words of Yahuwah God taken from their hearts? Those who receive the words of Yahuwah with a good heart will not let the devil take them away. And how can we receive the word of Yahuwah God with a good heart? We can receive the word of Yahuwah God by listening to the teachings of Yahuwah God and obeying them. What will happen to those who obey and keep the words? Those who obey and keep the words will be the ones who will bear fruits with patience. The words of Yahuwah God are like seeds that will grow in a noble and good heart. Why else was it essential for the disciples in Pergamos to hold on to their faith in Yahusha? In the book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 13, we find the answer to this question. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. So our question was, why else was it essential for the disciples in Pergamos to hold on to their faith in Yahusha? Essentially, the disciples in Pergamos, in Pergamos needed to hold on to their faith because Satan also established his throne in Pergamos. When Rome took over and Augustus Caesar established the cult of emperor worship close to the turn of the first century, they chose Pergamos as the headquarter. They built a temple in honor of Rome and Augustus, approximately 29 BC. What happened to Antipas? According to their traditions, Antipas was the church bishop at Pergamos. He refused his refusal to accede to the cult of emperor worship and proclaim Caesar's divinity earned him a death sentence. So Antipas was placed inside a bronze bull and burned to alive. Satan had a significant influence there in Pergamos. What is one strategy of Satan? One strategy of Satan is to intimidation and persecution. And how did Satan carry out these intimidation and persecutions? Antipas, a faithful servant of Yahusha Christ, 
was killed by Satan. Despite this, what were the brethren in Pergamum able to do? Despite this, the brethren in Pergamum remained faithful. They were able to overcome the persecution led by Satan himself. However, what rebuke did Yahusha have against Pergamos? In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 14 down to 15, we find the answer of this rebuke. But I have a few things against you, because you have you have here those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. However, what rebuke did Yahusha have against Pergamos? Yahusha rebuked Pergamos because of those who follow the teachings of Balaam. Balaam and Balak are references to the Old Testament. Who was Balaam? Balaam was the one who taught Balak how to persuade God's people to do what was wrong so that God would punish them. What was Israel led to do? Balak persuaded the Israelites to commit idolatry and immorality. This is also what the devil used to attack the people of God. And what else was the rebuke? Another rebuke was that they also held on to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And what was the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? As we can recall from the letter to the assembly of Ephesus, Yahusha rebuked them for the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And the deeds of the Nicolaitans were that they used religious authority to control and rule over the people. And their doctrine is that it is a sin to question the spiritual leaders or religious authority. In their political or religious arena, they always practice dictatorship. And the result of this practice of dictatorship is the greatest atrocities against Yahuwah, God, and men. Lord over us must not be any spiritual leader here on earth, but only our King, Yahusha. Thank you for listening, my brethren. The remaining of this lesson will be brought to you by our brother, John. Thank you. Happy Sabbath to everyone. As we study the congregation of Pergamos, what is quite evident is satanic attack and how we can protect ourselves. Because just like the congregation there in Pergamos, even today, 
we know that the assault against the people of Elohim is ongoing. So we need to learn from the congregation of Pergamos. We know that Satan and his wiles and his attacks focuses his strategy against us in two parts. One is by the use of force. The other is by the use of deception. Often the use of deception is incorporated in many church and religious organizations. This is why we are warned by our King Yahushua to be mindful and to reject the doctrines of the Nicolaitans and also the way of Balaam. And so we need to understand that when it comes to religious organizations, any churches wherein the leader acts as a lord or a dictator, it leads to the worst atrocities against humanity and against Abba himself. When it comes to the way of Balaam, it is basically the way of compromise. What is compromise? It is when you compromise the commandments of God because you say to yourself, well, anyways, I obey most of the commands, but it's okay if I falter in this one commandment. Nine out of ten is not bad. You see, when it comes to Balaam, this is what he taught Balak to do, to convince the people of Yisrael to compromise the commandment of Abba. And so when one is preaching from the pulpit and says to the congregation, because it doesn't matter if we disobey the commandments of Abba. This is what we hear in many pulpits today. They cry, faith alone, regardless of your works, faith alone is enough for one to obtain salvation. So we need to be aware. We need to make sure that we do not compromise the word of Elohim. And so what does our King Yahusha instruct us to do? If for some reason we have fallen, we have stumbled in our work of worshiping Yahuwah and Yahusha. Let's read the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and the verses 16. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. According to our king, what must we do? So that when we fall or stumble, we will not go against our king, Yahushua. Bible says we need to repent. And when must we repent? Bible says we need to do that quickly. Because we do not want that our King Yahushua to take his sword and to fight against us. So when it comes to the people of Elohim, if you notice a pattern in the messages of our King Yahushua to the seven assemblies, it always includes repentance. Why is that? Because Yahushua knows we are human beings, right? As human beings, we fall. As human beings, we make mistakes. Yes, we do our best. To obey the commands of Abba, not to compromise his teachings. Sometimes we do fall. And so we need to be aware when we fall. And once we fall, what must we do right away? We have to repent and return to our King Yahushua. Do you know why our King Yahushua wants us to return to him? Because he is the one who has the sword to overcome the enemy and the attacks of the devil. This is why we want to be on his side. Because if we are on the side of our King Yahushua, he fights for us. But if we will not repent and remain on the side of the enemy, then we are on the opposing end 
of Yahusha when he swings that sword, when he teaches the word of Elohim. This is why we need to repent. We need to repent right away and cling on to our King Yahusha. He is the one with the sword. He is the one with the word of Elohim. And so what can we do so that we can overcome the devil? We have compiled the commandments of our King Yahusha as we have learned from his message to Pergamos. And we have the following. Number one, hold fast to the name of Yahuwah and Yahusha. Let us live not just professing the name Yahuwah and Yahusha. Let us live in such a way that we properly, properly represent the name of Yahuwah and the name of Yahusha. Number two, do not, do not deny faith in Yahuwah and Yahusha. Instead, we need to feed our faith by receiving the word of God with the full intention that we are going to obey without compromise. Number three, reject the doctrine of Balaam. Number four, reject the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And number five, we need to examine ourselves daily and repent quickly so that we can be on the side of our King and our Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. We need to understand how important it is to overcome the devil. Why? Because the devil will not give up trying to derail our path to salvation. And so we must be aware of what he does. So far in the message to Pergamos, we have learned the pattern of the devil. The way he destroys the people of Elohim is by force and by deception. And so we need to learn to overcome these strategies of the enemy. So how do we do that? Why should we be concerned? Let's read the book of First Peter chapter 5, 8 down to 9. Be alert, be on watch. Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be firm in your faith and resist him because you know that other believers in all the world are going through the same kind of sufferings. According to Apostle Peter, why must we be concerned? Why must we learn to protect ourselves from the devil? Because the devil doesn't only focus in one place. Yes, he set up his throne in Pergamos in the first century, but we know the devil is not by himself. He has a team of other devils. He also has demons working for him, and they have an agenda. What is that agenda? They roam around like a roaring lion, and so they're not stuck in one place. They go through the whole world, and what do they seek to do? Devour those who belong to our king, Yahushua. This is why we need to understand the world we live in is a dangerous place, not just physically, but spiritually. There are demonic forces throughout the world. I mean, look at what happened to Brazil. I don't know if uh, you know what took place in Brazil just recently when for entertainment, they decided to parade portraying the devil and demons. And after that, many people died because of what happened. And not only that, there's also reports of college students who were engaged in Ouija board activities. Many were hospitalized because of the anxiety that resulted. Brethren, spiritual attack, demonic attack is real. This is why we have to be aware 
They're going to do their best to devour the people of Allahim. And what is one of their chief tools to bring about the destruction of the faith of the people of Allahim? They use sufferings. Because when a person is suffering, they begin to become discouraged, right? I mean, as human beings, yes, we have faith in Abba. When a person goes through suffering, it can wear you down. You become discouraged. When you become discouraged, you begin to doubt. And when a person begins to doubt Abba and doubt the word of God, then the faith that he has, he will not be able to keep. And this is why one of the chief tools of the devil is to bring about suffering in the lives of the people of Elohim. And so we need to learn how to overcome that. How do we overcome the devil when he uses the instrument of suffering to try and destroy us? We read verse uh, chapter 5. Let's keep reading chapter 5. Let's read 6 down to 7 this time. Humble yourselves then under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up in his own good time. Leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. Bible tells us this is how we resist the devil. We don't resist and overcome the devil by raising our own hand against him. Did you get that? He will just laugh at us. We don't resist the devil by raising our fist against him. No. How do we resist and overcome the devil? By humbling ourselves. Under God's mighty hand. You see, we are powerless, really, when it comes to a confrontation between a human being and the devil. I think the devil is going to win that battle. But when it comes to the hand of God, he doesn't have a chance. Even, even with the breath of Elohim, he created all things. And in the future, the breath of our King Yahusha will destroy the Antichrist and the beast. How much more the hand of our Father. And so the best way to overcome the devil, the best way to overcome satanic attack, is by humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of Yahuwah. How do we? By submitting our will completely to him. And one of the manifestations of submitting ourselves completely to Yahuwah is agreeing with the timing of Yahuwah compared to our own timing. Because when we go through suffering in life, what we want is, please, Father, remove me now from this suffering, right? But the Bible says there's always a good time for everything. If Yahuwah permits that we go through suffering, he has a purpose. And so what must we hold on to? Let us remain faithful and trust Yahuwah that in his own good time, not according to our time, but his time, because he knows the perfect time. In his own good time, allow Yahuwah to lift us up. Don't take matters into our own hands. Why must we allow Yahuwah's perfect plan purpose, and timing to be brought into fulfillment in our life because Yahuwah is able. I want you to keep this in mind. He's able to cause all things, including sufferings, to work together for our good. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? There are things we don't know, mysterious things that we don't know for why things happen in our life, but Yahuwah knows all things 
it's best to trust in him, to say to him, Abba, I don't understand what's happening now. I don't know why I'm going through suffering now, but I surrender my heart to you. What your will is, that is what I will do and allow Yahuwah to lift us up. And when he lifts us up, we become better, stronger than we were before. But I cannot help myself, brother. I always worry. I have anxiety. What must we do when we go through difficult times? Yet we are called upon to wait upon Yahuwah. Bible says, leave all your worries and cares to him because he cares for you. Brothers and sisters, the one thing we must never ever think and say is when we go through suffering, we say to ourselves, Yahuwah no longer loves me. He no longer cares for me. He does. When we go through sufferings in life, why not proclaim by faith and say to Yahuwah, even if you slay me, yet will I worship and reverence you. When he hears those words from his people, the devil is going to be crushed and Yahuwah will be glorified most of all. Yahuwah cares for us no matter what we go through in our life. Now, how can we overcome the deception of the devil? Let's read again our King Yahusha when he introduced himself to Pergamos and to the angel of the church in Pergamos, right? These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. This is what we need to meditate upon, what we need to focus upon. The character of our King Yahusha, he says he has the sharp two-edged sword. You notice the theme that constantly comes up in the congregation of Pergamos? Two things. Number one, the attack of Satan. Satan's throne and the way he seeks to destroy the people of Elohim. Number two, the theme that comes up again and again is the sword. You know what that sword is? The sword of the spirit. The words of Elohim. How can we overcome the deception of the devil? How can we overcome the attacks of the enemy? By siding with the king who has the sharp two-edged sword. Can you imagine our king swinging that sword? I mean, even without a physical sword or any kind of sword. By the breath of our king Yahusha, he can destroy the devil. But he has that sword because he wants to show us what the power of the sword can do. It can cut through deception. And so we need to place our hope and trust. We need to depend upon our King Yahusha. We need to go to him because he can teach us the words of Elohim. Do you know what the word of Elohim includes? It includes instructions, guidelines, commandments for right living but it also includes promises promises of abba that he will fulfill in his own good time for many many disciples of our king yahusha in the first century they were forced to make decisions about their faith when the opportunity presented itself they had to make a life altering decision would they accept what the Roman emperor was requiring, requiring them to do to worship the Caesars? Or will they say no to that and be loyal to Yahushua 
many of them chose Yahushua, but at the but it cost them their life. Brothers and sisters, what moved them, what gave them boldness and strength was the promise. They held on to the promise of Yahushua. They held on to the promise of Yahuwah Abba. The Bible contains many promises for each one of us. Focus on those promises because Yahuwah will fulfill them and we will be with him forevermore. And so let us overcome the devil. What is the promise of our King Yahushua for those who overcome the devil? Is a beautiful promise that we must hold on to and believe. Revelation 2 verse 17. He who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. This is a wonderful promise from our king. For those who overcome. What is the promise of our king? Bible says to him who overcomes. I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. We all know who the hidden manna is. It's none other than Yahushua. The living bread. He says anyone who eats of this bread. They will have everlasting life. And so the promise of our king Yahushua. For those who overcome. They will be given life everlasting. But that's not all. You notice the other part of the promise of our King Yahushua. Our King says, I will give him a white stone. You know, during the days of the Roman emperors here on earth, stones were given to the citizens to indicate their standing before the king. They call this the Tessera stone. Some will be given black stones, the others white stones. If you had a, white, a black stone, you were not in good favor with the emperor. A white stone would indicate you are in good standing with the emperor. Yahushua says, I will give you a white stone. But you know what? The white stone that will be given to us by our King Yahushua, which would indicate his approval of us, is not just a plain white stone. It is a gift from our king because it will include our new name written on it. That's what makes it special. This gift Yahushua will give us is not a generic gift. Brothers and sisters, when we receive a gift from someone we love, we cherish that. It will mean everything to us. How much more if our King Yahusha is going to give us a gift? Not a generic gift, but a special gift. A gift meant only for us. A gift that would indicate who we are. Who we truly are at our core. You see, this gift will include the name that Yahusha will choose for us. And my gift will be different from yours. Your name will be different from mine. It will be selected by our King Yahushua. And we know when it comes to the giving out of names, Yahuwah and Yahushua, they do that considering the history of the person and the prophecy or the future work of the person because it represents a duty to uphold. 
In other words, when we receive that gift, it will be meaningful only to us. Do you know what that means? For Yahushua to write a new name that incorporates our history and our prophecy. For Yahushua to come up with that special name he will give to us. It only means he knows everything we're going through. He knows the sufferings that we are enduring. He knows the pain that we are going through. And so he is incorporating all of that and he creates a name. And when we receive that white stone on the day when he returns, when he gives it to us, can you imagine the joy when you read that stone and only you and your king will know about that special name? This will mean everything to us. It will bring us much joy to receive that gift from our king. Brethren, let us overcome. This is what was held on to by the disciples of our King Yahushua. They know when they are able to overcome, they will receive this special work from our king. A gift, powerful special gift from the one who loved us and gave himself for us. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, Yahuwah Almighty and gracious you are. From heaven, you watch over the affairs of men, but you single out those who belong to you. You do not slumber. You are aware of what's happening in our life. You know what we think of. You know what we feel. You know what drags us down and brings discouragement. You know what to do. In times when we are on the brink of losing hope and giving up, you are always there for us. You are the invisible Allahim. Yet, you have allowed us to experience you in a deep and powerful way. You always do something at the right possible time loving we trust you we submit under your mighty hand we humble ourselves before you just like what our king yahusha said not my will but your will be done father you know what is best for us we're going through suffering and pain some are afflicted by disease. Abba, we pray to you, heal us. Give us more life and strength. But at the same time, we submit to you. At your own good time, you will lift us up. We praise you in advance. We thank you now because we know that you care for each and every one of us. We believe this. We profess this. No matter what we experience in life, we proclaim your great love. And by faith, we honor and worship you, our King Yahushua. You wield that sword. Teach us about your ways. We want to follow you. Reveal to us your will. The commandments of Abba. May we fulfill its spirit. Help us to practice love. Help us to obey the commands. Moved by our faith, 
And when we go through suffering, may you please take hold of us. Remind us of your promise. You will give us that white stone, a specialized gift from you. Please help us to endure. Help us to overcome. Teach us to repent that we can remain with you. Father, please bless our loved ones. Bless our families, Abba. May you give them the path that leads to you so that every single day in their life, when confronted with choices, they will not compromise. They will be convicted with strong conviction to follow you always in their life. Protect them. Bless them with a bright future. May you teach them to place their hope and trust in you, for you are the creator of all things. Father, thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.